get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games First uh, question is, uh, or, or welcome back. For Thank a you. Bit. And Thank you. Uh, did you have to repeat to yourself ten times, turn right wrong instead door, of turn wrong door? Wrong door. No, I had to ask people. I've been here. I've been in this room. I think once, twelve years ago, with Carolina. But I completely forgot the layout. So I've been in the wrong door a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we, anyone would have expected the teams to be where they are. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, exactly. I think where both sides internally thought they would be. I think a real good team in Winnipeg, playing well. Um, and we thought, you know, after last year, kind of not far off our regulation win total that we were at last year at this time, even with the, the big start that they had. So okay. had a little bit of adversity, but handled it really well and uh, kind of like our game. Like, we, we like the way we play it. We are uh, looking for a little more consistency in some areas, as everybody is, I think, at this time. But uh, Good. Players here have told us that it's kind of a night and day yep. difference from last year to this. I know you're only here for half of last year. Yeah. Let me talk about more detail, more structure. Uh, how do you take that? You feel it reflects on you at all? No, I think that's what happens when you come out of Canada. I think <laughs> that's fairly ubiquitous in each market when there's a coaching change, and and that's what happens. So it's good for them. They needed a change. They need a new voice. They got it. They're playing well. I'm happy for them. Paul, when there's a seismic shift with a hockey club like yours, like there was over the course of the summer. In, in your mind, what's the normal time frame to get over that and to reestablish the identity of a hockey club? Yeah, so there, part of it is the change in the identity. Um, and we're, we're actually, I think, almost ahead of it now, especially in our last two games. The adversity that we've had has been good for us. It's never good to have a player like Ekblad out for as long or Barkov out for what we're dealing with now with our other injuries, but especially. We, we played, beat Boston at home, played very well for two, had a real tough ending to a St. Louis game and a tough ending to Edmonton. Uh, but have come out in our last two and played a real good game, real good game. And, and it was like maybe where we started. So I think we're, yeah, I mean, everybody's wondering today, you know, it's the last of a road trip. You've been feeling it for a while. You've got five guys out. You know, what, what kind of energy level can you get to? These guys have been able to do that. The energy in our starts, I mean, we have, we've had two off first periods in our first 25 games. We've been pretty good. So I think we're excited. You get that. There is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel sometimes when you get on the long trips. Um, so we'll, we'll, look forward to, we'll look forward to this one. And I think when we get back, we'll slowly start to see some bodies come back into our lineup. Paul, you know this, you know, the, this roster obviously extremely well. What, in your eyes, what makes Rick Bonus? such a good fit for this group would, would he have been a guy that when you now look at it say yeah i think there were probably two or three names and i followed it you know uh and rick would be one of them somebody that uh, does a really good job at getting down to the pardon the pun the bones of it to get, <laughs> to, get to, get to get to the to the structure of it, the skeleton of, of fixing some basic things and getting a real simple kind of mindset in all three zones, real, real um, consistent game. I think he did that in Dallas as well. Um, bit of a defensive bent on 
get a real, real good goaltender here. So it was structured right when, when Dallas was kind of rolling with their goaltending too. It was kind of very similar. With the passage of time, do you, do you have any regrets how last year played out? Would you do anything differently in hindsight? Uh, I'd have got off the bench in the summer. Yeah. Prior. If I was to do something, to be honest, if I was going to go do something different, it would be that. How come? Why do you say that? Because you can see it. I mean, I was in a very unique position to see it. I could see it in the summer, right? And then um, you go run eight, nine years, and we had, you know, we'd gone from not winning a playoff game to banging out 114 points one year, and you kind of hit that crest, and then it was time. How did you get back to the point where you were ready to take the Panthers' job home? <laughs> I didn't. I, I it, what, what I said was true. I, I, I think I had four kind of incredible days at the lake and was driving home with my wife on a Monday and my phone rang in my car and I didn't know the number. Um, and usually I don't answer numbers that I don't know, right? Telemarketing. Uh, and I, I have no relationship with Bill and we just, just you know, what are you interested in? So a bunch of unusual little things that happened, right? I was watching a game in January. It was like almost the first time I put the game back on flipping through and my wife says, does anything interest you? And I said, yeah, the Florida Panthers interest me, but that's not, I mean, they can't stop winning, so nothing's happening there, but it's just the style of game that was interesting. And then my son turns the corner one day and says, hey, I just got into Miami Law School. And I'm thinking, two-bedroom condo, kid. And you don't know if mom and dad are moving in, right? This isn't gonna be as much fun as you think. Um, and, and then the phone call, right? So I, I talked to other teams and it just wasn't a fit there. I was comfortable with where I was at, but I've, I've had a really in-depth conversation and meeting over four or five days, maybe even longer than that. Um, and, and I was excited about the idea of what they're trying to do. Well, I was also aware of what, of what this year was going to look like for them and thought that I could handle that for them. That they're, you know, they're going to go from 122, we're not getting 122 this year. But they're, all of their pieces are not that far off. Things will change pretty significantly for this team in a cap, uh, with the cap next year with some money that's sitting there they can't use and some other things that will change. So they'll be able to fill their holes fairly quickly. and. And off that, the drivers of the team, Matthew Kachuk and Barkov, I mean, Matthew's you know, 24 years old and just coming into his prime. So I think they had a good year. They've struggled a little bit, maybe kind of getting to that next level, but I think the best hockey for this franchise is ahead of them. Well, you well, talk about was the, the end of a road trip. What do you think Tierney, Dalpe, Kierstek, and Braden's those guys, energy? Right, so they are fired up about coming to Winnipeg and playing. Um, and we've seen it with Heppelniami scoring the other night and Eric Stahl now is off, you know, he's gone from kind of PTO to non-roster player. Now he's in the third line and he's playing and playing well. So you've got a whole bunch of guys, you know, they say, well, it's opportunity. It is, it's truly, these guys have been working hard and now they're gonna play 15 minutes a night, not six or seven. So they were good, like that line, Lombard prior to Patrick Horn was uh, leaving the game. They were pretty dominant in their play. So we'll, we'll see that tonight. They had big summermen here on the other side. so. Eric Stahl will be real important for us. Uh, Goaltender tonight? Spencer goes tonight. You talked about letting him get into a rhythm. Just what have you seen from him this last stretch where he's Exactly kind of that. that. We had just such an unusual set of circumstances, right? We we split our goaltending in the first 20 games. Um, carrying 20, but as you saw today, practicing 14 or 15. So there's nobody staying extra to do a lot of work, a lot of shots. I thought 
we needed to give one goaltender a bit of a rhythm here. His game was right on. Sergei isn't quite where he wants it to be. We'll give him some time to get it back going. We've got two-day block here coming into this. So Spencer feels good. It's also his first real opportunity to get a little bit of a taste of what number one role is like in the National Hockey League. And we've got here, we've got, you know, two divisional games. We've only played five divisional games. We've got two divisional games when we get back, so we wanted to give him a little bit of a rhythm. Paul, on the outside, it looks like... I mean, from far away, it looks like flow of play is pretty good for you guys, but finishing and goaltending, the percentages haven't always been in your So favor. I figure I'm getting a question from you today. You know it. Because here's the funny thing, right? Won a bunch of games here in Winnipeg, but our analytics were just not very good, and our analytics are kind of standing in Florida, right? Slot shots. We're the top five in the league in shots for it, and, and our wins and losses aren't right where we want them to be. So, But th there's a truth. There's a lot of truth to our game. Our game's pretty good. It's, it's we. I think found a fairly decent balance uh, in terms of being able to score and what we generate and for the most part been a pretty solid defensive team. The frustrations almost feel like for opposite reasons then. Correct. Um, Closing some games out, we go in and put 96 shot attempts up in Columbus and lose the game. So we've had a few of those if you go through your sport logic. We got a lot more reds above the bar games that we've outperformed teams but didn't win with. That's been okay for us. It's a good thing for us to learn. Adversity was something almost completely absent from the Florida Panthers till the playoffs last year, and uh, dealing with it now is, is what we're really what we're all about. This is this the point of the year for us: is learn how to win some games when Barkoff's out, learn how to win the neck lights out, learn how to grind a game um, when the puck's not going in the net for you. And for the longest time, it just wouldn't. So, so we got. The other question I have to ask, um, I mean, I saw that you made a connection with the Legacy family here, yeah. and it was very important to you, and what has that relationship been like? Why was it important to make sure you got a touch there? Well, because you forget, and, and I'm guilty of you forget what life in the National Hockey League is and what it can do. And it has nothing to do with Paul Maurice, but if you're the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets and you get a chance to see somebody that's, you know, Matthews, Toward the end uh, of time, you can bring a little joy. It just turned out for me that I get, the family was so much like my family that we stayed connected, you know, and the baking's outstanding when I come into town. Um, so you get to see people and then you realize that you had a bigger impact than you would have thought a, a half hour out of your day at a hospital would have brought to people. So wonderful, wonderful family. Uh, great to see them. That's the best part of the homecoming, right? You get to see even you people, believe it or not. Um, Dan, I got to see my daughter last night. She's teaching at St. Mary's. She loves the girls. She's just like happy. Right, she's got a happy, wonderful life in Winnipeg. It's exactly the way I felt about it, and I felt about it after I left too. I felt the same way. It's just, I'm happy the Winnipeg Jets are playing well and doing well. I'm cheering for them. I'm cheering for the organization, for the fans. It was a difficult, difficult thing to do, and it was a very difficult time for me. But I believe that that's where this would go, and it's good. They, it's good for them. It's good for the legacy family. It's just, it's good. Paul, what was your take of Blake having the captaincy removed uh, and, and maybe what that's done for him, freeing him up in a way? Or? So Blake and I had talked for, from, the, from the day that he became captain that at 35 we would discuss if it was time for him to come off. And that was no genius on my part. Ronnie Francis told me that. So Ronnie Francis was the captain of our team. He says right around 35, 36, you need a different captain. Because you stop 
how do they, you stop connecting with the 21, 22, 23 year olds in the same way. You need somebody younger to kind of come in and take over that role. So what happened between the end of the season and that change, I, I have no information on that. And I'm sure there were lots of conversations that went on about what was the right thing to do. And, and clearly Blake doesn't look his age. He's playing exceptionally well. And uh, it's been great for him. It's been great for the team. It all, it all went right. It all went right. Well, in light of the game one in the bubble, and then Matthew comes to yeah. the Panthers. I, I'm, can, I be, can we be a fly on the wall and, and hear how that you conversation went? Uh, that conversation never happened. Welcome, and then just watched him. And, and I've said this a bunch of times. There were two things that you don't know. One, I had no idea how good his hands are. Like, you see a guy from a distance, and, and you watch him play, and he tips those goals around the net. Yesterday in practice, he took a puck about six inches off the boards in a two-on-two -two game, bounced it off the glass over the guy's head, spin, pick it up, put it through the other guy's feet, and scored. And and I'm not the only one going, did you just see? Like, the players on the ice are going, my God, did you just see that? So that was that's one. And the other is what he's like to the support staff, the bus drivers, the trainers, the equipment people. He is so giving, so caring. But I don't know if you, there's lots of stories of his dad doing that, yeah. even here in town. I don't know if you hear those, but, but it's not for me to tell. So he's very much like his father in that. So he was in town a week, he had all the trainers out for dinner, took them all out and their families. Like he's an incredibly giving guy. So that's the guy that I met, the guy that I know. I don't have to swear at him from the other team's bench anymore. So I love the guy, he's great. I mean, he's, he's been awesome for us. He's been very consistent with Barkov's injury and, and us playing with him. Whoever I've played him with and he doesn't care who he plays with, just, yeah, I'll play with him. He's great. Uh, he's produced, so he's been great for us. Oh, you saw yesterday how emotional it was for Bruce going back to Boston. Yeah. Will there be an element of that? I know it's very oh, for sure. Uh, even with all you, you know, like, it's a big part of your life. You invest so much into it. Um, and and it's, you don't separate the personal and the professional because they'll, they'll always come together, right? And so you're, my kids came here at a young age and that's, they became who they are in Winnipeg. So there's a connection there. I get to meet a few people. While I'm here, we're not long enough to see all the people you, you, you care for and you'd like to, but for sure, right? And I haven't seen the players. I haven't run into any of them really over time. I talked to them occasionally, briefly uh, early on uh, in the summertime, but uh, it'll be different for sure. Paul, what kind of pressure comes with inheriting the President's Trophy winners and, and finding yourself where you are in the Stanley's at this stage? Um, it would depend on, on the environment. So the, the group that hired me understood exactly this. This is where we we're going to be. This is what we had to fix. So there isn't any from that. As a matter of fact, they're, they're real happy about the way we're playing, the things that we've kind of fixed in our game, our style, the direction's going. The room's great. They work their asses off. They have fun. They love each other. So in our contingent, none, none in terms of expectation of keep driving, keep getting better every day. It's been a real positive place to work. Paul, have you learned about Carter Brady in yeah. a couple months here? If you put 20 guys into a scrum with a puck, he's, he's coming out with it one way or the other. Like he is on the puck, hard on pucks in a tight area, and he will score from incredibly unusual angles to the point that you know he can do it. It's, there's no luck in him putting the puck to the net. Um, very upbeat, very positive, unique. I, I, I guess 
there's a lot of really different guys here and there's little really different styles of hockey and Barkov would be the leader his, he's got these incredible hands but he applies it defensively first like and he loves that part of the game you've got Matthew who's just you know old school in the corners elbows high uh, there's always he's he's like the pack right the puck the refs and the other team follow him kind of around the ice um, Carter's like that he's unique he's got very very similar in some ways to, to Kyle Connor and the puck comes off his stick before the goaltender expects it to come off his stick and he can do it while his feet are moving um, so it's similar in style so when, when we talk to him about power play routes and things like that it'll be a lot of the same conversation Paul, just one on Dave Lowry, who I think you would have had a chance to probably catch up with the yeah, other day. You did. guys yeah. just came at sort of the reunion week here for you. Um, when I asked you if there's anything you would change, do, do, you, do you feel that Dave was put in a tough spot? I, I talked to Dave in Seattle a few yeah. weeks ago, and with the kid on the team and all, it was a tough position for him to be in, right? Yeah. What's your take, I guess, on I and the fact he's landed on his feet now? I'm not surprised he's landed on his feet, but the vast majority of ways we come into the National Hockey League is that. They're almost all very difficult situations. Team fires a coach, there's something, there's a reason for it, right? Coaches leave, there's a reason for it to separate. So you you get a set of circumstances that are difficult. I would suggest he was the right guy because it was gonna be a difficult year one way or the other. If I had stayed, it would have been the same thing. The new guy comes in, it was a fresh start. So by the time they came out of that, they knew they would have a fresh start and everything off they went and everybody understood that. For Dave, you got an opportunity. Be a head coach in the NHL, I didn't sleep my first year either or my 20th, so um, <laughs> that's that's the job, that's the nature of this beast. And obviously it was important for you to bring Jamie with you down to Florida, and then he's a guy you obviously have a great relationship with. Yeah, you know what, I think we have completely different uh, styles, and we work differently, but we, we really connect with each other in terms of what he's really good at. Um, rounded out the rest of the staff, Tuomo Rutu, I, I coached, he's, he would be, a guy that will be on the radar at some point as a coach, as an ex-player. He's got, you know, he played with Roddy Brindamore. He's had a lot of different people that he's worked with over his time, worked with Joel. So really smart, young hockey coach, um, very hardworking. So got a, got a unique staff and uh, it's a little bit like my whole Florida experience. We've got really kind of unique situations and people in our room. This is a unique situation. They'd have a new coach after the year that they had. And I think we're all enjoying it very much. What do you think your players will get out of all the feelings you have getting behind that bench tonight, if any? I don't think that, I, you know what, I don't. So when we go back to Calgary, which would actually be a way bigger deal than the coach coming back, you know, a player going back. Right. You know, the guys just went out and played. They make a couple jokes and away they go. Uh, there'll be a few older guys, Eric Stahl, that I think understand the significance sometimes of coming back to a place that you've been a long time. He'll get that feeling when he rolls back into Carolina. So. Rest of them are just going to play. They, they don't care. I think Bruce said last night he put some money on the board and dipped into his kids' college education yeah. fund. Will there be some Maurice money on the board tonight? Well, if I would, I wouldn't be silly enough to tell anybody. <laughs> the last guy that did that was Ron Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a pretty significant fine for them, yeah. was there not? <laughs> so you can talk about a post-game but not pre-game? Yeah. Nothing going on the board from the race family. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thanks, you very Paul. much. Thanks, really Paul. Thank you. The whole bunch of you, I'd like to spend time to an hour with each one of you and talk. Uh,
I'll send you the directions. <laughs> <laughs> Highway 11 North for 12 hours. <laughs> <No, that's not laughs> <the way. laughs>